We are the only minority group that you can join overnight. From Overnight Productions. In the twinkling of an eye, in fact. Here's a sample of some of the music released by LGBT artists in the second half of 2021. Welcome to This Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Lucia Chappelle. Bi-national gay dads win surrogacy sons Namibian citizenship, South Korean trans soldier reinstated posthumously, and record releases get the queer music focus. All that and more this week now that you've found This Way Out. I'm Michael Taylor Gray. And I'm Melanie Keller. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending October 16th, 2021. A queer family in Namibia is another step closer to a happy home. The two and a half year old son of Namibian Philip Lull and Mexican husband Guillermo Delgado was ruled a Namibian citizen by descent on October 13th. High Court Judge Thomas Mizuku said that a paternity test was not necessary for little Yona Lull Delgado, who was born in 2019 via surrogacy in South Africa. Judge Mizuku ordered the Ministry of Home Affairs and Immigration to provide Yona with national documents within 30 days and to pay his father's legal costs. Uno Kajipuka Sibalile is the couple's lawyer. She told reporters, This is a big win for same-sex couples and especially a big win for Namibian children born outside Namibia by way of surrogacy. Lull and Delgado are also seeking Namibian citizenship for their twin daughters, who were born in March of this year via a South African surrogate. They won the first round in May when the government issued the baby girl's travel documents to enter Namibia, but they are not allowed to leave. Private consensual adult same-gender sex is still a crime in Namibia. However, Speaking to the Reuters news agency earlier this year, Justice Minister Ivan Dosab called those laws outdated and discriminatory and said, all Namibians should enjoy life, dignity, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uganda has legally recognized a trans woman's corrected gender for the first time. Cleopatra Kambugu is a veteran advocate for sexual and gender minorities in the rapidly anti-queer nation. But according to the Sydney Star Observer, even she was stunned, saying, Everything my country does is surprising. Even now, I don't know what's going to happen. She's already received her new passport and government-issued photo ID. Kambugu believes that most Ugandans don't understand the difference between gender and sexual orientation. In her words, it's not who you sleep with, it's who you walk as in this world. A documentary called The Pearl of Africa was inspired by Kambugu's 10 years long transition and activism in her hostile East African homeland. That story may end here. She now says, I'm 35, I'm tired, I want to get married. 
I've put my life out there. I've committed myself. This might be one of the last things I do for the movement. A South Korean trans woman has won her case to be reinstated in the military, albeit posthumously. 23-year-old Staff Sergeant Byun hee was denied a transfer to the female corps following her gender reassignment surgery, which was performed in Thailand in 2019. Instead, she was discharged the following year as disabled and unfit for service. She sued, but committed suicide this past March before her case could be resolved. The Dejun District Court ruled on October 14th that since Byun's gender change has already been legally recognized, the South Korean military must acknowledge her as a woman and officially reinstate her. The decision countered the contention of Byun's loss of male genitals constituted a disability and concluded, when based on standards of women, there were no mental or physical disability grounds for dismissal. The Army responded by announcing a comprehensive review of its policies to determine whether to appeal the decision. If it stands, advocates believe the ruling could have far-reaching implications. Rainbow Action Against Sexual Minority Discrimination of Korea is an umbrella organization of more than three dozen LGBTQ rights groups. Their spokesperson told Reuters that it might be the start of the discussion that could pave the way for all transgender and sexual minorities in South Korea to serve in the military like other citizens. Jen Suzuki insists that a person's gender identity should be respected without the need for medical intervention. That's why he's challenging Japan's requirement that trans people have their reproductive organs completely removed before they can legally change their gender. The family registry calls 46-year-old Suzuki a woman, but he lives as a man, has received hormone therapy, and his breast tissue has been removed. Preferring not to take on the additional health impacts of further surgery, he challenged the sterilization requirement in Shizuoka Family Court in early October. Suzuki vows to go all the way to Japan's Supreme Court if necessary. A divided high court ruled in 2019 case that requiring the surgery was constitutional, although two of the four justices thought it might be suspected of violating the constitutional right to pursue happiness. All agreed that the decision should be reviewed as social mores change. The Texas House of Representatives is the latest brigade to join the right-wing war against transgender youth in the U.S., It approved a bill to bar trans students from competing as their identified gender in public school sports. Lawmakers in the state's lower house were 0 for 3, trying to pass the bill until October 14th. Then the mostly party-line vote was 76 to 54. It was the third special legislative session called by far-right Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Other such sessions have been devoted to restricting voting rights and blocking most abortions in the state. Before it got stalled in the House, the anti-trans legislation had sailed through the Senate, so most observers expected to sail again and for Abbott to gleefully sign it into law. Trans women and girls have been the primary targets of the public school transgender athletic bans that have infected several other U.S. states, including Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Mississippi, Montana, South Dakota, Tennessee, and West Virginia. Federal courts have already stopped the laws from taking effect in Idaho and West Virginia as challenges to their constitutionality climbed the judicial ladder. In more Texas-style cruelty, the state government removed supportive information for LGBTQ young people from its website 
after a Republican challenger to Abbott's right argued that the incumbent governor was spending tax dollars to advocate for transgender ideology. Sydney, Australia's world-famous gay and lesbian Mardi Gras will be celebrated at the Sydney Cricket Ground again in 2022. Unfortunately, the flamboyant marchers and fabulous floats will not be parading down the traditional Oxford Street route. Organizers say that they had truly hoped that COVID-19 would only confine this year's parade to the Sydney Cricket Ground. Their October 14th announcement blames the uncertainty about what pandemic restrictions might continue into next year. They still express confidence that Mardi Gras will return to its Oxford Street roots for the 45th annual extravaganza in 2023, when Sydney is also scheduled to host World Pride. The 2022 Mardi Gras theme is United We Shine. The March 5th parade is the climax of a multifaceted festival that includes theater, visual arts, panels, community gatherings, and parties. Tickets go on sale November 15th. Finally. In a multiverse-shaking revelation, DC Comics has announced that the new incarnation of Superman is bisexual. Jonathan Kent is the son of Lois Lane and Clark Kent, a.k.a. Kal-El. He's set to come out on November 9th in Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 5. At 17, John is tasked with filling his dad's shoes on Earth after the elder Kent goes off-planet to continue his work in the rest of the galaxy. John gets the support of his close friend, reporter Jay Nakamura. Friendship blossoms into something more, however, when the two share a tender kiss. It's also worth noting that this is a socially conscious Superman who fights against climate change, gun violence, and inhumane treatment of refugees. Writer Tom Taylor also teased in a press release that new Superman's new love interest has his own set of superpowers that will create a new dynamic duo in the fight for truth and justice. Sorry, Batman, and recently by Robin. Taylor said, I wanted to have a really equal, supportive relationship for those two. This is just the latest queer wrinkle in the billion-dollar world of comic books. While the original DC crew still treads the straight and narrow, their modern iterations and additional characters have been more liberated, with more and more coming out in recent years. As Glenn Weldon noted on National Public Radio's All Things Considered, it's not just a phase. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude, for the week ending October 16th, 2021. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazer, and brought to you by you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. And you can read the transcript and listen to News Wrap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio channel on YouTube. For This Way Out, I'm Michael Taylor Gray. Stay healthy. And I'm Melanie Keller. Stay safe. Hi, this is Greg Luganis. I'm Margaret Cho. This is Edmund White. Hi, I'm Kate Clinton. Hello, I'm Armistead Maupin. I'm Clive Barker. This is Judy Shepard. Hello, this is Ian McKellen. I'm Jerry Jewell. I'm Stephen Fry. I'm Harvey Milk. Hi, this is Janice Ian. My name's Robbie Rogers. This is Essex Hemphill. I'm Ellen DeGeneres. I'm Tab Hunter. I'm Billy Bean. This is John Cameron Mitchell. Hello, I'm Bruce Valange. This is Bishop Gene Robinson. I'm Reverend Troy Perry. I'm Robbie Kaplan. I'm Andrew Sullivan. This is Augustine Burroughs. I'm Barney Frank. I'm Cleve Jones. My name is Kate Kendall. I'm Dan Savage. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daryl Stevens, and you've discovered This Way Out. This Way Out. This Way Out. The international radio show for all our sexually diverse communities. How dare they? And those who love them. You ain't gonna get this nowhere else. And that's the truth. Oh my. This Way Out is supported in part by contributions from our listeners. Some give a little each month, some make a larger annual contribution. More information and a link to give her online at thiswayout.org. Back in May, This Way Out's music maestro Steve Sims sampled tunes from LGBTQ artists released in the first part of 2021. Now he turns his queer music focus on what's been happening on the scene since then. We live in a complex world where everything around us seems to be rapidly changing. There is one thing, however, that we can always count on to stay the same. Artists keep giving us new music. Here's a sample of some of the music released by LGBT artists in the second half of 2021. This is the song Adrian from Brooklyn-based indie folk singer-songwriter Gemma Lawrence. It will be on her second full-length album, slated for release in spring 2022. Categorizing herself as sapphic folk, she is a gifted songwriter who draws listeners into her world with a unique gift for storytelling and a predilection for poetry. Growing up on the coast of Maine and the hills of Oxfordshire, Lawrence's unique sound is a fusion of foot-stomping Americana with a hint of English folk. Adrienne is from a collection of eight songs written during a period of 18 months in isolation in Maine. In the song, she begins to open up about her queerness. She released her first album, Crooked Heart, in 2019. This is Saline River from the Villainer's new self-produced, self-titled full-length album. The Villainers are a five-piece alternative rock band from Albany, New York, formed in 2017 by queer singer-songwriter Jeremy James, Peter Lavery, and local guitar legend John DeLoya. The trio soon added Katie Westfall on bass and Eric Pravel on drums. Saline River, inspired by Jeremy's experience growing up gay in rural Arkansas, was originally featured as a stripped-down acoustic track on his solo album, Landlocked. This 2021 version has a toe-tapping swamp rock vibe. The Villainers deliver guitar-driven tunes with insightful lyrics, a folk sensibility, and a healthy dose of queer perspectives. The Villainers' first two EPs incorporated elements of blues, country, reggae, psychedelia, and good old-fashioned rock and roll. The new album ups the ante with strings, keyboards, and mandolins. This is Mariah Christie's song Angel, and it will be on an album release scheduled for 2022. Born in Italy, she graduated in foreign trade and after school studied languages to improve her linguistic knowledge. 
and I can see death. She wrote Angel thinking of people who were losing someone important because of COVID-19 and at the same time trying to identify with those who were dying alone. Never heard your voice inside. I didn't listen to your heart. Angel won second place in the International Vision Film Festival and Vision Studio liked the song and produced a video to accompany the song telling the triumph of love because love will never die, it lives forever. And I can lose you. She wants to thank all of the people who worked on the Angel Project. This is Hannah in the City from Best Friend, the Canadian LGBTQ indie pop duo of Stacey Kim and Kaylin Jeffrey. Their catchy bedroom pop hooks, personal lyrics, and rich cinematic production have captured the attention of many who have praised their intricately crafted songwriting, silky vocal harmonies, and glossy production. From their EP Places I've Lived, released on October 1st, Hannah in the City is all about missed opportunities. It's a happy, sad, angry, reminiscing song all about potential, possibilities, the idea that a relationship might not have fallen apart if we'd just done this or that, all by knowing in the back of your head that it was obviously doomed to fail in the first place. The paradox of thinking about all the what-if questions while having the answer right in front of you, clear as day. Kim and Jeffrey make music from thousands of miles apart, sharing wave files back and forth. Your hand is resting on my knee. We're gonna go bowling naked. Cause I'm a sex nerd. This is the song Sex Nerds from glam rock band The Barbarella Tones. I'm making a sex robot in my science class. Lead singer-songwriter Robbie Quine says of the music, It's fun, campy, and sexy. Glamour rock music should always have a bit of an edge, in my opinion. In Los Angeles, Quine says, My live band always had drag queens in it, keeping the glam aesthetic going at a level 10. Corey Nielsen of Maui Time asked Quine about dressing in drag. I only do it for the shows, he said. I love the androgyny of Bowie, T-Rex, Iggy Pop, and Alice Cooper. Rock and roll should be sexy and sleazy. I'm a whore with glasses. Most of the songs are Robbie Quine on vocals, guitars, bass, and simple keyboards, and engineer Joel Katz on lead guitar and drum programming. Quine says, There's always a retro surf flavor with a dash of goth, a sprig of psychedelic, and an undergroundness. I like melody and a sludgy hypnotic kind of surf beat often. This is Hold On Me from South African singer Karma. She was the lead singer of South African rock band Henry VIII. In 1998, she released her first solo album, Karma. Her debut album, Slap in the Face, included hit songs Just and Hey Mister. Just was number one in the 5FM 2001 countdown. It hurts like hell to know that we're both 
In 2003, Carmen moved to the United States. Her musical style encompasses folk, acoustic, and South African harmony. From headlining festivals across the country to global tours, Carmen rose to international fame, flying the flag as South Africa's well-loved folk songstress. However, a legal spat in 2007 with Lil Wayne caused her to withdraw from the spotlight for a while. Now, after 10 years, Karma is back. If this life wants it's your karma to hear more Queer Music Focus with Steve Sims after this important message. Good news. Good news. Ain't that good news? Are you signed up for our e-newsletter, Inside This Way Out? We send them out every few weeks, briefly reviewing recent and previewing upcoming programming and deepening the conversation about your favorite international LGBTQ radio show. All you have to do to receive Inside This Way Out messages is email us at info at thiswayout.org. And be assured that we don't share or sell your email address or anything about you to anyone else, and we never will. Again, to receive the occasional Inside This Way Out, and let us know you're listening, email us at info at thiswayout.org. And now, more queer music from the second half of this year with Steve Sims. This is the Juju remix of American musician Logan Lynn's Rich and Beautiful. Juju is an American experimental band. Logan says of the remix, Juju is totally unhinged. I've been a big fan of theirs forever, so it's wild they did this. Logan is also a writer, producer, filmmaker, television personality, mental health advocate, and an LGBT activist. He works passionately for mental and behavioral health, stemming from his 2008 experience overdosing on a mixture of crack cocaine and alcohol, suffering a TIA pre-stoke attack. Logan's paternal grandmother, LaVonda Mae Fielder, was a piano and vocal instructor, and one of her pupils was a young Johnny Cash. He has worked alongside the Dandy Warhols, Elliot Smith, Big Dipper, Portugal the Man, Jay Moore, and he covered We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Miley wound up performing the arrangement on Saturday Night Live. This is Lost in the Sauce from Mariah Counts, an independent LGBT plus singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles. As a lifelong athlete, it was never a priority for her to entertain her musical side. She played every sport she could and was constantly practicing or playing in games or tournaments. However, for as long as she could remember, music has always been her way of coping with anything life gave her. She says, I can remember writing poems and wanting them to be songs, playing CDs on my Walkman over and over again, while dancing around my bedroom performing to my stuffed animals, lined up as my audience. Mariah taught herself songs on the piano and guitar. In November 2018, she released her first song, Fa La La La. It was a major accomplishment, and since then, she says, I have released a single and a six-track EP. And we want to write a song. Do we 
right what we think or do we right what we feel? It has only been a little over a year since fully diving into the music world for me, and I've already accomplished so much. This is Habsburg Lip from Oklahoma City-based trans musician Xanthartist, who is also a Kung Fu practitioner and veteran. I believe that risks are absolutely essential in growth in life, Xanthartist says. Think about anyone who has ever discovered something. There was no blueprint set for them, no rules to follow to come up with a conclusion to a question. So yes, I had to take a risk on myself to develop myself. I have been in music my whole life. I believe seven or eight is when I really took an interest. I was in choir, Xanthardis says, played viola for a bit, but vocal is where I really gravitated towards. My music teacher in high school was brutal, but looking back, she trained our ears, our vocals, we learned piano scales, instruments, and how to dance. I cannot say thank you to her enough. I've learned that not everyone has your best interest in heart. But there are a few good people you're meant to meet along the way, and they have a purpose in your life. Here is BYOB from Berkeley College of Music alumnus Violet Gray. She's an experienced artist and advocate who has been trained in various musical styles, including rock, theater, jazz, blues, funk, pop, soul, opera, and R&B. Violet advocates for equality and transparency throughout her career. She helps facilitate the opportunities for people of color, LGBTQIA+, women, and indie artists that have strong messages. Violet is fiercely committed to the development of fellow artists and offers her skills and passions while addressing both the craft and each artist's unique narrative. Violet grew up surrounded by music. Her mother was a music teacher. All her siblings were artistically inclined. She knew from a very early age of her desire to also become a performer. Her single, BYOB, is about stopping the association of strong, powerful, resilient women with negativity. This is Little Things, a new song from the Brooklyn, New York-based indie folk rock band, Big Thief. Its four members, Adrian Linker, Buck Meek, Max Olierchik, and James Krivchinia, all attended the Berklee College of Music, but only formed a group after each had graduated. The band's first album, Masterpiece, was released in 2016. In 2019, Big Thief released two albums, and both albums received critical acclaim. Big Thief moves through the world with a rare kind of trust and destiny and a near holy sense of the people who come into their lives and the moments when they enter. Slinker says she and her bandmates have a sense of her songwriting and music as a living thing, as something that happens more than it is crafted. For This Way Out, I'm Steve Sims.
Thanks for Finding This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Michael Taylor Gray and Melanie Keller, produced by Brian DeShazer, and from Steve Sims. Thanks also to Marcos Nahara. Gemma X, The Villainers, Mariah Christie, Best Friend, The Barbarella Tones, Karma, Logan Lynn, Mariah Counts, and the artist Violet Gray and Big Thief performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This way out thanks the Kicking Assets Fund of the Tides Foundation, the Yavana Foundation, a bequest from Christopher David Trentum, and donors James Kennedy and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For coordinating producer Greg Gordon and the entire This Way Out crew, I'm Lucia Chappelle. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on WOOL Bells Falls, Vermont, 2CHR Cessnock, New South Wales, KSKQ Ashland, Oregon, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned, y'all.